welcome back to the RN to Writer Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Haynes. I built a six-figure writing business in my spare time, basically. And now I help other nurses do the same thing because this is such a fabulous career. And today I am excited to welcome to the podcast, Dr. Sandra Pagenta, who is the host of the Dr. Nurse podcast, which I've also been on. And we had such a great conversation there that we were like, we have to continue this on the RN to Writer show also. So let me tell you a little about Dr. Pagenta. She's a geriatric nurse practitioner turned podcaster and nursing influencer who is determined to encourage and showcase RNs and NPs using their degrees and certifications with a business mindset. Uh, she is a part-time urologic nurse practitioner and loves taking care of veterans. I, I'm fascinated with your career because it is procedure-based, which we were just talking about before we came on. But currently, Sandra is focused on her family and growing her business. And in her free time, she loves spending time with her family, playing the piano and podcasting. And I have to also say, you are one of my favorite Instagrammers because... <laughs> Like, I don't know where you get the energy, but it's like, you're so cute. You do those everyday little videos. I just love them. They're so inspiring. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Elizabeth. So happy to be here to chat with you. Absolutely. So let's start by, um, would you share with the audience your story of how you traveled through nursing, your journey from through nursing, but then into entrepreneurship, because it's fascinating. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I can start with the day that I decided to become a nurse. Um, I remember thinking that I actually wanted to be a doctor and decided that I thought nursing was a route that I could go and create life balance. I thought I had an uncle who was a physician and I saw his lifestyle and I thought it was really hard to do and to be a mom. Um, but I was 19 years old. I had no husband, no children. I just knew that that wasn't something that I wanted down the road. So fast forward a couple of years, I finished nursing school at the University of Florida, Go Gators. And I, um, I was able to um, uh, secure a job in oncology. So I was an oncology nurse. And that's really where I began to see that the career of nursing as a med surge nurse was not a long-term plan. It just was very exhausting. I was bullied on that floor um, after I had made a medical error. I actually received the opposite of what a nurse should receive when she has an error. Um, I received actually a lot of like um, animosity towards me more so than thank you for coming forward. Let's try to look at the system and change the system. I was actually treated pretty poorly. And I began to kind of see that nursing wasn't really for me, especially med surge nursing. And I'd always have a love for the operating room and doing procedures. Um, and so, but I kind of hushed those, those, that calling, I hushed it because you're supposed to do your time in the trenches in med surge. And so I did that and I had a really bad experience, but in the meantime, I had the forethought to see the nurse practitioner role as something that I thought I would enjoy. So I was enrolled in school at the time that I was having these issues at my job and luckily was able to transition. I was, uh, um, I then became a neurosurgery nurse um, for the time in between finishing my master's degree and then stepped right into the, to the nurse practitioner role. I think I was about 25 years old. So at 25, I was a nurse practitioner um, and I was loving it. It was such a great job. Um, 
and I took a, a job in, in um, gastroenterology because I, again, was still not really, I didn't really know myself. I knew that being a nurse was really tough on me physically and mentally, but I, I thought I'll just take whatever nurse practitioner job. Cause I'm just glad to get out of nursing. Um, and so I took a job in, in gastroenterology and this is where this is in this job is where I really learned, um, my worth as a nurse and as a nurse practitioner. Um, after being at this job for four years, having a fabulous relationship with all my attendings, everybody that I was working with, I was fired and I was let go from this job. And it shocked me, Elizabeth. I was shocked. I was like, I've done nothing wrong. I've done everything my boss has told me. I've, I've, he sent me here and I would go and do it. And he sent me to go learn how to do this. And I would just go learn. Um, and so, yeah, he pulled me into the office um, and sat me down and almost with tears in his eyes was like, we don't have money for you at the start of the new year. And I was like, you don't have money for me? What does that mean? What? And so that became another mind shift because I went from being incorporated into the cost of the room to now realizing that I needed to be generating a level of revenue from my position. And so I learned this super valuable lesson and now I'm actually at the time in my doctoral program as well. So I'm finishing my doctorate. I'm about to be unemployed <laughs> and I'm learning a very valuable lesson. And so this is when I began to see my value as a nurse practitioner and as a nurse. And I actually um, began applying to jobs and realizing at my current job, I was underpaid by almost 30 to $40,000 is what I realized. So I got bunch of job offers, way more money to leave. Um, and I ended up taking a job um, where I get to do procedures. And so as I was getting fired, and why this is important is as I was getting fired from my job, I was scrambling to make myself worth it because I still had three months before I had to lose my job. So I was like, I'll do this. I'll do that. What do you need me to do? I'll learn how to do this. And he said, no you, we will not teach you how to do those things. You just need to go. So anyway, when I got my new job, I knew that I wanted a procedure-based job. So I sought out a job that would teach me how to do procedures because again, that love for the OR never left. Right. And so, um, I was able to get a uh, job in urology, which is an incredible science and a, a really cool sect of medicine. Um, and I actually do procedures. So I do um, cystoscopies. I do ultrasound guided prostate biopsies for patients that have suspected prostate cancer. Um, I've been involved in research studies um, regards, in regards to you know ultrasounding the prostate gland. Um, and then I also do advanced procedures where I'm able to um, treat bladder tumors. I'm able to go up and and, um, look into the ureters and the renal pelvises of kidneys to see if um, there's any cancer up there or any um, narrowing of the ureters. Um, I really get to do cool stuff now that I was just told not even six months ago I couldn't do. And so I just felt like whenever I wanted to create the podcast, um, and I know this is super long-winded, but whenever I wanted to create the podcast, I wanted nurses to see that just because someone tells you no, doesn't mean it's true. And just because you are getting let go from a job or you think this is literally the worst time in my life, it is a blessing in disguise. And I love sharing the journeys on my podcast of how nurses have gone from tough times and they have made them something beautiful with their careers. Fiend. <laughs> I, no, no, I, this is what I want the audience to hear is how fascinating 
each of our individual journeys as nurses can be. Like nurse is not, um, it, it's a, a title, but it's not um, a constrained role. Like you can do a thousand things as a nurse and we all have different journeys. And the thing that really resonated with me from what you were saying was the importance of listening to those little voices that we often suppress, you know, Um, I was just reflecting the other day that I didn't realize that I had that little voice about becoming an entrepreneur from a very young age. Like I didn't realize even in my twenties, that little voice was there, but I suppressed it because the people around me, you know, discouraged it, you know, that the people around me believed that the nine to five job was the only path to success. And I wish I hadn't listened to that necessarily because I've been so happy self-employed, you know, now, so Are you self-employed at the moment also? So I work two days a week at my current job. Um, And I arranged that because when I had my son, um, I was not prepared. And what I say and how I say this, I want to be very careful. I believe that every nurse has within her the capacity to create something outside of a hospital-based job and to have something that fits her lifestyle. It can be in the hospital hundred percent. I think that's totally legit. I work in a hospital setting, but what I did not prepare myself for was that, is there a way to generate revenue in a way that doesn't necessarily require me to go to a building? And so that 19 year old that wanted to be a mom and wanted to be able to have children and have a family and prioritize that I at 32 years old, when that dream was finally actualized and I had a little boy in my arms, I had not created that outside of the hospital setting. And so I had to go back to work. I had to give my little, my little, my little one to someone, you know, to watch. And so when I went back to work, I was freshly postpartum, you know, C-section delivery, all those things that are really tough on a mom. And then I had to leave him on top of it all. And I felt like I had not prepared myself for that moment to be like, oh, wait, I have this passive thing that I can generate revenue from. Oh, I've got this other thing that I'm involved in outside of the hospital setting. That's mine. And I had spent all these years investing into a hospital setting that was requiring me to leave the most important thing that I had ever had given to me in my life. Does that make sense? Yes. And you know, what you're describing, the way I characterize this is wanting to have your cake and eat it too, which is one of those concepts that people think those are mutually exclusive. And my feeling is, no, they're not. And the reason I feel that way is because I have lived having my cake and eating it too. And it sounds like you've been able to create that too. Yeah. And so that's what I decided to do. I decided with my part-time position at work that in the moments that my son was sleeping, I would start building. And so when my kid takes a nap, I'm recording a podcast, I'm editing a podcast, I'm building something because I began to read these amazing entrepreneurs and their stories and how they got started. And so what they did was they just began asking questions. They just began 
somewhere. And then eventually that led to something that they were able to build. And so I decided I would start building a podcast that I would start talking and having conversations with people that were pretty much the question I got asked all the time of, of, I got asked of by nursing students, which was, how did you get there? How did you choose that? What did you, how did you, and so I just said, if I'm answering this question all the time, unrecorded, off script, why don't I do it on script? And so that's the birth of the podcast. Um, And yes, it does not support my lifestyle. It is probably way more of an expense than anything, but it is something that I have decided to start investing into myself. Um, And so that's what I'm doing. I'm investing into the business of Sandra Pagenta, and I want more nurses to hear stories of men and women who have said, I'm going to invest in me. And that's the purpose of the podcast. This is another thing that we have in common because part of the reason, well, actually the 100% reason why I started our interwriter was because I started getting lots of email from nurses who would see my name on articles at places like WebMD and they would be like, how did you do, how do you do this? And how can I do it? And I created this like boilerplate. I was getting so many that I made this boilerplate response of here's how you pitch an article or here's how you find a client and here's kind of the cycle of it. And I thought, you know, I can't, I'm getting so many inquiries. It's not uh, tenable for me to, continue answering these people. I need a bigger platform so that I can put this out there for more nurses to benefit from. And I would be remiss if I did not at this point say, and we just launched rinteriterdaily.com, which is a digital publication that is filled with news for and information for nurses who want to do this, because I get some pushback from nurses who say, well, you're just in this to make money because yes, I charge for my coaching. There's nothing unreasonable about that. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, But I wonder if you get any pushback from people who question your motivations for why you want to, um, you know, expose nurses to options away from the bedside or entrepreneurial options. Do you get any pushback on that? It's actually been the opposite. I've actually got people now coming to me with their stories and asking for my opinion. And hey, what do you think about this? I'm considering this. Um, Can I run this by you? Um, And I really just want to help nurses. That's really the heart of of why I came up with the podcast, why I'm having these conversations, why I'm doing all this work. For, for nothing because I enjoy what I'm doing. I like the fact that I have people listening to my podcast and getting inspired and going and starting businesses. And that's the, the, the feedback that I've gotten is that people have like, I didn't even know this was something that I could do. And I'm miserable at my job. And I just heard the story of a nurse who did this and I think I could do it. And so mm-hmm. it's creating this, this atmosphere where people are, go, are getting inspired, they're getting empowered. Um, and it's a, it's a source of education for not only them, but for me too. Like I'm learning a lot as I get into these conversations with people. And so we'll just see, again, I'm just watching where it goes. I'm just having these conversations and setting the stage. Um, and it's, been a wild ride. It really has been. I'm talking to people that I didn't even know a year ago existed. And this is all stemming 
from something that was inside of me that I wanted to get out. And so I just want nurses to know, like whatever you have that's inside of you that needs to get out, go create that thing. Don't be afraid to go build it for yourself. And I think that, well, first of all, your excitement about this is palpable, which I love your enthusiasm for, (laughs) you know, because it is so exciting when nurses come to you and say, my mind is blown because I just didn't realize that these options were available, whether, whether it's writing or whether it's, you know, setting up their own geriatric management practice, or, you know what I mean? What are some of the, um, what are some of the cooler entrepreneurial options you've been exposed to through your podcast? So um, I think one of the coolest ones and my most popular one is the psychedelic plant um, nurse practitioner. So he is actually um, setting up courses to teach people about psychedelics um, because there's this new wave of psychedelic, um, you know, treatments and therapies that are coming out. And so he wants to be on the cutting edge of that. And so he's developed courses to educate nurses and nurse practitioners so that they're not um, caught off guard when people come in and talk about the fact that they're on these things, because this is a new wave of therapy that people are using. So that's a really cool episode. Um, Another episode, which blew my mind um, was Elizabeth Winings. She is a psychiatric nurse practitioner who's opened her own business. She's private pay. So she doesn't use any insurance and she's like, I can't close my doors. I'm so busy. Um, yeah, I've had, um, one, he's, um, he was studying to be a dentist, Dr. John McRae. He was studying to be a dentist, worked super, super hard, realized, no, he wasn't able to get in, became a nurse practitioner. Um, and he has his doctorate in nursing and he teaches other nurses how to be, um, and how to do aesthetics. So he came onto the podcast and talked to me. Um, and then just recently I had on the net worth nurse who she was a nurse working full-time, had a similar experience where she was like, I literally had my baby and realized I had to give my baby to someone. And she was like, I'm a slave to the hospital and I can't be free. And so she decided to start studying real estate and she learned how to become a real estate investor. She's quit her RN job because she's creating and generating so much revenue from people investing into her company. And so she's been able to step away from the bedside completely or she works per per diem, but she works when she wants to now. And she works and she does her real estate investing on the side. And it's a really great thing that's taking off. So it's just really inspiring to hear these people just, I don't know. I mean, listen to the diversity of those things, you know, real estate investing, psychedelic plants, um, you know, psychiatric nurse practitioner. They're all, my point to the audience is there are so many business options available to you as a nurse that your nursing background and credential give you an advantage in pursuing that um, if you are burned out in what you're doing or your environment, um, seek out these alternative options because you are not trapped. You have choices. And the other thing that I think is really important to emphasize is the vast majority of nurses I know who are entrepreneurs and and some of the people you just mentioned, this is the same thing. They start on the side. You don't have to, and I tell people who want to be writers, do not quit your day job. Mm -mm. You need that steady income 
while you're pursuing this on the side and building it up. But the benefit of that is, first of all, your attitude and outlook can change tremendously on your day job when you know secretly, even if you're not telling people, you've got this other thing going and pretty soon you're going to say, screw you, I'm out of here. (laughs) That's your attitude. Yes. But the other thing is, you don't have that pressure to immediately be making enough money to survive on because that will crush a small business immediately. It just stresses you out too much. So you can do these things on the side, try it out. If it turns out not to be your cup of tea, the particular entrepreneurial option you've chosen, really the only thing you've lost is a little time investment. And I know you have the attitude from what you've said that Even if you want to say negative or unfortunate things that happen in life, they're learning experiences. So if you try an entrepreneurial option on the side, you haven't, and it doesn't pan out or it's not for you, you haven't lost anything, then you have learned that's not for you, among other things, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that can be applied to writing. That can be applied because you've been on the podcast and described that. Um, uh, uh, it could be applied to starting a legal nurse consulting job. Um, that's one of the ladies I had on my podcast as well. She's a legal nurse consultant and she actually describes her journey. And the reason why I like these conversations with people, even starting out in their careers is because people hear like, oh, this isn't this glamorous. She just showed up and walked into this room winning. It was like, no, actually, if you hear a story, she's actually working as a uh, surgical nurse in a endoscopy suite and she's building her nurse consulting job on the side. Why aren't you? And so when you start to hear that, why not me? Then you began to put yourself in the rooms where these things are happening especially if it's something that you're passionate about. And so that's really another point I tried to drive home on my podcast is what are you passionate about? And then go pursue that. And so, and what you're gifted at, like, what's your gifting? Like, why do we try so hard as nurses to put ourselves as like a square peg in a round hole? I wasn't good in med surge, but it felt like if I didn't force myself into that job, then somehow I was failing instead of going, Hey, Sandra, you just might be better suited for the operating room. You just might be better suited for that type of environment where you can just focus in on one person. You can just do one thing. You don't need six people on the floor to take care of. That's really not your strong suit, but But we, we, we feel that way. Like we need to prove something. Does that make sense? Well, there's a lot of that culture in nursing. Um, I I'm a, I'm a second career nurse. I didn't become a nurse until I was almost 50. And I was told by the nurse, I did a residency in the PACU, which is where I subsequently worked. And I was told by all the quote unquote old nurses, the 30 year nurses, some of them were diploma nurses. um, They said to me, they weren't going to help me because as as far as they were concerned, I needed to be starting nights on med surge. That's that was my place. Why? why? You know, yeah. And I'm like, why? In the first place, I, I can't, I can't do nights. Like I, I'm one of those people who's asleep by nine. Yeah. So nights would be terrible for patients. <laughs> yes. Like how this is not a character be? flaw, but that, but that's how it gets portrayed, you know, or that's the pressure that's put on you. And so, yeah, I, I hear you totally. It's like, we, we need to, instead of feeling shamed, for 
what you could call limitations, we should instead do what you said and like, look at what we're suited for and then go take joy in doing exactly what we're suited for or what our talents and gifts are. Yes. Why not go be really, really good at what you're good at instead of spending a lot of time being better at what, or hopefully you get better at what's really hard for you. I I don't think that that is a good use of your life. And so I think one of the things as nurses that we should be pursuing are our strengths and our passions. And in those areas, we will be successful because you are already strong at that and you already are passionate about it. And so don't generate something that you're not passionate about. And I think one of the nurses that I had on the debt-free nurse, she's actually pretty cool. She got herself out of a huge amount of debt and now she works with nurses to help them get out of debt. Again, she works as a nurse and she does this on the side. And so what I found really interesting about her story is that she describes this, like, why do we spend so much time, you know, in things that we're not good at? It's like, I liked pediatrics. Why did I go do this? I love, I've loved peds from the day I was a nursing student. Why did I waste the time in this field? Because I thought I needed to pay homage to something and you don't go find what you love and do that. Like, please, (laughs) the world needs you to do that. (laughs) Yes. And in terms of entrepreneurship, think about what your passion and or your gift or your skill is outside of nursing and figure out how you can intersect those two things. Like I believed, I was told in high school by teachers, you're a born writer, you're going to be a writer. Of course, everybody thinks, you know, nobody makes a living at that, honey. We're not going to send you to college to be a writer. You need to pick something practical, right? Yeah. Um, but of course, all of that was hogwash. And when I found out how to intersect those two passions, writing and nursing have been so happy, so successful. Mm. We just, we build that when it comes from within, instead of, like you said, trying to cram ourselves a square peg into a round hole. That's yeah frustration. Yeah. And so it's really cool because I have one lady on, I was trying to get the, um, the information on her, but she is, um, she is, I have it right here. She is a DNP um, and she's going to be coming on the, the podcast. She's a councilwoman of a city in California and she's a nurse. And I wanted her on the podcast. I reached out to her and I said, Hey, will you come on and describe your journey to you becoming a councilwoman of a city oh. in California? So I'm super excited about that. And there was another one and, and I'll just kind of Um, hopefully she comes on again. These are all in the future uh, podcast episodes. Um, There's one who created a clothing line for nurses. And so she's coming on the podcast. She's a nurse um, and she likes, I'm assuming she likes clothing and she likes designing clothes. And so she created a scrub line. And so I saw her scrub line and I was like, will you come on and talk to my guests? Like, this is what you're talking about. Finding those intersections. Like if you think that you'd be good at politics and you're a nurse, those two things intersect. What? Like, did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, and so that's kind of the, the birth of that. And I think it's a beautiful birth to see your story of being an RN, being a nurse writer, and now, you know, being a writer and being a nurse. And now those two things are intersecting and it's creating this life that you wanted because you're operating within that zone of strength and passion. And that's really what I want for more nurses to hear, um, so that they're not burned out and miserable and tired. Um, and so, yeah, we need more nurses in just about every type of industry. Uh, we kind of 
well, at least in my program, we kind of joked about the nursing process and, you know, but here's the truth as I see it, because again, even though I primarily work as a writer, I'm passionate about nursing. I loved nursing. The environment drove me out, but um, the nursing process is a very effective way to approach just about everything in life. And when we can bring the nursing process to the city council, when we can bring it to these other industries, they will be improved. And all of the critical thinking we do as nurses, again, that kind of gets mocked in certain sectors, you know, our critical thinking skills. But when we bring that to other industries, it changes them. Yes. It's because in nursing, people matter. And that matters in almost every single field that you go into. We are taught from the time that we are baby nurses and we're in school that the person matters. And what's reverberating through all of these conversations that I have is that nurses are trying and they're showing that people matter in real estate. They matter in finances. They matter in politics. They matter everywhere. And because we have that mindset, we can easily switch that lens on top of that mindset and move into different areas. If working in the hospital is not something that's bringing you joy anymore. Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it's so true because at different points in the conversation I'll have with a nurse, like the, I, just recently in the net worth nurse, she was describing something and I goes, Oh, that, that's delegation. We learned that in nursing school. Like we learned how to delegate. And so you just start to realize that again, these concepts, like you're saying they're, they're universal. And so we do make good entrepreneurs. We do make good, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, you can do it. Don't be afraid. I'm so fired up now from this conversation. You're so inspiring. So I think on that note, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. If you all have not heard the Dr. Nurse podcast, there will be a link in the description or the show notes so that you can go subscribe. And by the way, give it a nice rating on Apple. If you're listening on Apple, because it is a dynamite podcast. Um, Although, of course, I encourage nurses and nurse practitioners, nurses of all levels to become writers. The truth is that if writing is not your thing, which it's not for a lot of people, you should explore these other entrepreneurial options. Because like you, Sandra, I am just big on nurses becoming entrepreneurs, you know, whether it's writing or something else. So thank you so much for being on today, uh, Sandra Pagenta, the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Thank you to the audience for tuning in again. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The RN to Writer Show. Uh, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And yes, you can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts too. We would love that. Uh, and until next time, keep pitching. Keep pitching.